Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hey everyone, Ben here, and I uh, got Jamie over here making noises on his new what is a gallon water bottle. It's called Build Life, and um, it's like a I whole gallon. These, yeah, I have these little these Hydrate HYDR dash eight bottles, and they go to thirty two ounces. And what it is, it's just for those of us. Uh, well, not me because I'm a water freak, but for those of us uh, who are my students, you're like I have such trouble drinking water. With a hydrate, a uh, 32 ounce uh, cup, you can feel it four times a day, and it has uh, like 11. Like, a, let's see, it starts over here on the side. You got to drink this to 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. So you know how much to drink by what time. My wife got me this quick fit, uh, Build Life one gallon jug that says like 7 a.m. Good morning, 9 a.m. You've got it. 11 a.m. Remember your goal. 1 p.m. That's it. You know, by 9 p.m. Well done. So I'm like, woo! I <laughs> I, I like it. But the thing is, yesterday I was done. I, ha- I was I had a gallon finished before four o'clock. I'm just I'm a water I'm a water dog. <laughs> I, love, I love water. So I have these uh the Nalgene bottle. Yeah, I got and, that one. And it goes uh let's see it it has lines up to 32 ounces. You could fill it a little bit more. So it probably goes like 34, 35 ounces or something. So I was like destroying these so fast that I bought myself a second one and then I just filled <laughs> I filled them both up and I'm still drinking them too fast. So I think I'm going to have to get that gallon uh that you I'll have send there. I'll the link. I don't know. All she- right. My wife, she's always thinking, she just like, she's a packer. She likes to spend money, you know, and after she buys like, <laughs> 16, after she buys like 16 shirts and 24 lipsticks on Amazon, she's like, oh, I better get my husband a present. So he's quit griping at me. <laughs> <laughs> so she bought this, but I'm telling you what, like um, I was telling you earlier, I'm, I'm going on tour with I Prevail and they have a, they have a sleeve on this and you can carry it. So you can oh carry goodness, your cool. and I guarantee you, I'm not going to tell Brian unless he hears this podcast. I get on a road with this thing. He's going to be like, dude, I gotta have that. Bring him one. Yeah, I may. I may. I thought about bringing him a jump rope because I got a, a new program for him to do on the tour bus. Oh, that's cool. Actually, yeah, I just started getting more into jump roping, uh, jumping rope, whatever the, the word is. Okay, but let's get to our topic. Right. <laughs> We're going to ramble all day. All right. So uh, today we want to talk about consistency. And uh, yeah, we'll just go with that. And so one thing that I wanted to mention is um, for a lot of people, there's a, especially people who are kind of in the beginning stages of singing, there's this sort of mentality that comes in that, oh, well, I can just skip today, right? So they say they're going to do five days a week, and then they decide, ah, I'll skip day two, and then I'll just do days one, three, four, and five. So you end up only doing four days instead of five. And really, there's a lot of value in that extra day. If you're doing five days, there's a lot of value in having that fifth day. It makes your voice more resilient. If you, if you are able to train your voice daily, then your voice gets stronger. And it's not just, it's, you don't only get the benefit of that extra day this week. 
you, your voice gets the benefit next week and the rest of the month and next month and next year, right? So there's a lot of value in sticking to it. A lot of people think in terms of, oh, well, if I don't practice, you know, no big deal. That just affects this one little thing. But really, it's sort of, there's a longer term picture to it. Um, there's a, an article I recently read that kind of stuck to me. It said that uh, the basic, and this was about eating, and it said, um, you know, if you're trying to stick to an amount of calories every day, um, or you're trying to do a certain amount of exercise every day, if you skip a day, that's probably not the end of the world in the short term. Like you're not going to, you know, if you eat an extra pie, <laughs> I like pie, um, one time, that's not really going to be the end of the world. But if you do that a lot, yeah, then that, that it, then it does become a big thing. And the other part is, if you mentally sort of give in and allow yourself to not do it, you're sort of like in your head, you're sort of mentally giving up and that, that affects your, your opinion of yourself. Right. So, um, so if you practice consistently five, six days a week, then you start to get in your head, Hey, I I'm, I'm a pretty consistent singer. I do what I got to do. You know, I, I'm i I'm a go-getter and I'm a reliable a consistent, dependable person. I can rely on myself, right? But if you just randomly take a day off when you weren't supposed to, or you just randomly, you know, take a week off when you weren't supposed to, then sort of mentally to yourself, you're sort of telling yourself that, oh, I'm not as reliable. And so that affects the way you view yourself. And that, that, that affects the way, you know, that can translate into a whole bunch of other areas, you know, how you interact with your family or, you know, at work or whatever. So really, it's not just about the one practice session. It's not just about the one extra, you know, cheesecake. It's not just about the one extra whatever. It's not about the one day you don't go for a jog. It's about the way you view yourself, your ability to be consistent, the way you, uh, your personal opinion, your sort of sense of self-worth. So I, I know this is kind of like almost like a weird big cosmic thing, but it really is. You know, you, you don't just look at the short term, oh, I'm going to skip a day of practice. It's how is this affecting my view of myself? And how is this going to affect my voice, you know, three months or six months or 12 months down the road? Well, I mean, a lot of people, I, I prefer the sixth day. If, if you want to be honest, um, I, I was actually talking to a, a colleague of mine who I adore, uh, a vocal coach named Kim Chandler, emailed me this morning, and she had just uh, bought my program, Extreme Vocal Stamina, which just came out. And she said, I love it, but the one thing that uh, got me is, um, you know, you have singers who are gigging, like singing on gig day, and generally, you know, I don't have them do that. And you know what? A lot of coaches don't. You know, they'll say, I'll just relax and don't worry about it. But I, I have found, since I've worked with so many touring singers, that it's consistency. Uh, and it also applies to gigging musicians. And it actually kind of works out better with them because the norm today is like if you're playing out on Friday and Saturday, you generally have three sets. It's like three 45-minute sets for the night, wherever you're playing. Uh, back in my day, you know, 20, 30 years ago, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> we uh, used to have five sets, five 45-minute sets, but they really cut it down. And even when I, I played last in like 2002, it was four sets. Anyway, so now three sets is the norm. So what does that mean for a singer? Well, a lot of my singers will be like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling better, but by the weekend, I got to sing and it takes me three or four songs to get there. I'm like, well, are you singing every day? Well, no. So what I do 
as I say, we'll get your set list together, make three playlists. And on Monday, you do set one. Tuesday, you sing set two. Wednesday, you set, uh, sing set three. And then you rinse and repeat. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Your voice likes routine work. It's, it's mind and body coordination. So if you're singing... Uh, you know, a set on a Friday afternoon or Saturday morning before your gig that night, it's not going to pull the steam out of your voice because your, your voice is used to it. Granted, if you're not staying consistent and you're like, oh, I want to try this. Yeah, it could, it could kind of uh, wear you out a little bit. So you do have to find a routine. And I know like this morning for every morning before we do these podcasts, Ben and I get together and we discuss then and there what we're going to record about. So this was Ben's idea today. So I know he has a lot more to say because when we were discussing it, you were like, I want to talk about like exercise and you made some good valid points. So I slipped my bit in about singing. I think you ought to take <laughs> over and talk about exercise. Okay. Yeah, cool. So um, another kind of related is uh, when it comes to just doing your vocal exercise, the extra the extra minute, the extra day, the extra siren, the extra one little thing, it can seem inconsequential. It can seem like it's not really a big deal. Oh, if I practice 45 minutes, that's good. If I do 50, well, I don't really need the extra five minutes. That's true, you don't need the extra five minutes, but those extra five minutes are really, really valuable. If you spend the first part of your vocal workout doing a warm up, then you're, you're warmed up, right? So if you're gonna do that extra five minutes at the end, you don't have to do another warm-up for that. <clears throat> you don't have to do another warm-up for that. So, um, and, and then also you're sort of building stamina, right? For some people, and I know this is true for me or was true for me, I would do a 45-minute practice session and then at 45 minutes I was done, right? And so then I upped it to 50. And so for those last five minutes, it was a little rough because mentally I had already decided in advance that I'm done at 45 minutes. And so going for those extra five minutes, I had to sort of, I had to physically develop more stamina, but I also had to mentally get out of my head that, oh, I can only do 45 minutes at a time. Um, no, you can go longer. So it's, you're physically and mentally training yourself each time you do an extra minute of exercise. So, so currently, if you're only doing 45 minutes, try to just do 46, you know, try 46 for a while. And you don't have to do, you don't have to set your new minimum to 46, but you just say it's 45 and then, you know, sometimes go for 46, sometimes go for 47. Uh, if you're doing vocal exercises, you know, if you're doing your sirens, you know, okay, so on my sirens, I'm, say you're going up to C5, right? So when you go up to the C5, do the C5 an extra time or two. Do the C4 to C5 again and again. Just, you know, if you normally just do it two or three times, do it five times. You know, you go to the C5 five times. And that makes your voice so much stronger and so much more resilient. It seems like it, it really doesn't seem like a big deal, but it really is. It is, dude. It's, it's like I have singers who will plateau like at C5. And they're like, man, I've been working for weeks and weeks and I can't get past that. Well, tell me your routine. Well, I work every day and I hit C5 and I'm done. I can't get C sharp. But what you just said, if, if you would take the time and think, okay, I'm consistently going to do this five, six days a week. But when I get to the top end, I'm going to spend another minute or two and repeat that notes. That is how you build strength and coordination at that pitch so that you can extend your range another note. Yeah. And uh, something that I've, start, I've been doing more for me is whenever I get up to a note that's kind of 
challenging. I'll just stay on that note. I'll just hold it out as long as I can. So for some singers, there's a, um, there's a mental block that comes into play that says, oh, I hit this note, but I can only do it a little while. And that's not true. I mean, you just have to train it, right? So you, you go up to your pitch, you hold it, and then just hold it. And just hold it and hold it and hold it. And uh, gradually, you become more comfortable with the note, and then you can progress to the next note. Don't discount the value and the importance of just a little bit longer or another extra minute. And if you're only doing you know, four days a week singing right now, that's good, and I would encourage you to start trying to do five. You know, if you're doing 30 minutes a day, try to do 31, 32, 33 minutes. And then gradually you're able to build, you build up your confidence, you build up your stamina, and your voice gets better faster. Well, you know what? It's funny. Um, as you were talking, Ben, my student, Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, he's texting me there in Europe, and he just sent me a video. He says, dude, I killed it. The funny thing is uh, they, they had a break from their tour, and he broke his ankle uh, in Detroit on the last uh, gig uh, of that, but then he had a couple weeks off, and they're in Europe, but he killed it, and you want to know why? Because he is consistent. Now, I generally have him uh, doing his vocal workout on an elliptical or a treadmill. Mind you, he can't do that, and it's driving him nuts. He's like, I can't do that. He said, but I'm still singing and doing my exercises, so he's not skipping any days. There's only one way to do it, and uh, you know what? I'm on the fence, you know, it depends on who I'm talking to, I'll say, I hate exercise. In the next minute, I love exercise. Because in the end, we really want to sing. That's what we want to do. So if you love singing, you, you got to put in the time. You're going to build strength if you stay consistent. You go to the gym, um, if you don't do it every day or every other day like you're supposed to, you're not going to build muscle. And what are we doing? We're building muscle. How do you maintain that muscle once you build it? you work out more. <laughs> so yep. a lot of singers, and I, I've actually had students like this, they'll do lessons, they hardcore, hardcore, all right, I'm ready, I'm going on tour, I'm doing great. They come home and they get lazy. And then they're like, whoa, I started back to rehearsal and I can't hit those notes. Well, have you been singing? No, I haven't sang for three months. <laughs> You've been doing your warm-ups? No, I haven't touched them. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it really is a lifestyle and you sort of have to decide, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I mean, it's cool if you want, if you, if you want to take a week off, maybe a month off even, you know. You can do a vocal vacation. Right. You have to decide, though, this is how long I'm, I'm going to take off. And whenever it's time to start again, you hit the ground running. You take it seriously again. Um, you know, for a lot of people, and I know this was true with me, so I'm not like, you know, preaching down to everyone else because I've gone through this um, you know so for me I would practice for a month or two or three months and then take off a while or I would you know practice for a little while and then oh I'm not getting where I want to be and then you just kind of you know give up or quit or or whatever it is but eventually there comes a point for every singer in their progression where they eventually realize that if I'm going to do this, I have to do it and I have to be serious and I have to make a serious study of this and I have to commit for a longer term. And, uh, there's th and that's a, a prospect that people don't really like. People don't like having to, uh, confront the reality of it. You have to understand that it really is a long-term decision. And so you have to, eventually that will come to you. And some people delay 
sort of having that conversation with themselves um, because they just like the idea of becoming better at singing, but they don't actually want to do what it takes to get there. And a lot of a lot of people who want to become better singers, they think they need talent. <laughs> they think they need talent or some special genetic pre you know condition in order to become better singers. But really, it doesn't take that. But what it does take is dedication. It but takes you, Ben. You know what I see, even with dedicated singers. And I, I mentioned this now, I don't mean to cut you off, but I will see like if you get a cold or maybe the allergies or something happens to throw you off your path and maybe you can't sing for a week and you come back and you feel like you've lost three or four notes and you're struggling to get it back. Well, I mean, you could have a virus or bacteria that's lingering in there and affecting the way that you sing and it can affect you for many, many months. When I was in India this last trip, I got sick and I was literally had... Uh, feeling sick and coughing for over 11 weeks. Did it deter me? No, I did take time off uh, because I just, I couldn't do anything. But I'm saying this now because if, you, if you're listening to this, and you're like, but guys, I, I do have consistency, but I'm just, I don't get it. I, I, I caught a cold from my cousin and I've coughed and I lost my voice for two weeks and I just can't get it back. The voice is resilient. You know, you can get it back. It may be a little more challenging for a bit, but don't worry about it. Now, with that said, because I know how Ben is, if you get on me, I'm not a doctor. So if, if you do feel like I've lost it and something's going on, have a good ENT. You know, do go get checked out. I get checked every year and scoped every year by my ENT for the fact that I shattered glass and I've, I've had damage from glass. So we're always making sure that my cords are fine. So, but generally, uh, you know, with something like that, if you shouted at a game and you lost your voice for a few days and you can't get it back, you, you get deterred. You're like, ah, oh, but I'm doing this consistently. It's not, help. it's not helping me. I don't know what's going on. I, I suck. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, stick with it. You know, it, it's, um, we were talking about something else earlier and Ben had said quality over quantity and he's so right. You know, so what if, if you've been off track from being sick and you're, you're trying to stay consistent, but you're not growing, uh, but you, you do have quality notes. Don't worry if you don't have the same quantity. Uh, you're not hitting that C5, you're only getting to A4. That's okay. It will come back. It just may take a little longer. Yeah, an analogy I like to use with that is kind of the stock market. So this might be a, a bit of a stretch of an analogy, but I like it. So uh, if you look at the stock market over the last several decades, um, it has gone up. Just on average, the stock market goes up. That's what it does. Um, now, during over the course of you know a decade or a year or a month or a day, the stock market can kind of go up or down. It can go up, go down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it seems to go up and down kind of randomly. Sometimes you know what, why the stock market went up or down. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, it's down today. Um, but over a long period of time, it goes up. You know, and so that, I, I like to think of the voices like that. Um, if you continually practice, if you stick to your routine, over a long period of time, your voice gets better. If you're doing it with correct technique, if you're practicing consistently, if you have good uh, vocal health practices, then it gets better. Now, day to day, there might be some variation. Maybe you have a bad week. Maybe you have a bad month. Maybe you know why you had a bad month. Like you, you went to India and you got sick for three months. Sometimes you know why. 
you know, you had a bad, you know, several months, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes the voice just, you know, it's not there for whatever reason. Over a long period of time though, if you stick to it, if you practice, if you uh, take care of your voice, then there's an upward trend. My analogy is this, just do the work. Just do <laughs> That's the work. not an analogy. <laughs> well, that's close enough. I, close enough anal yeah. I analogize, you get your asses in there and do the work and be consistent. Yeah, and now we're not saying, you know, you need to blow out your voice because you work too hard for three hours in one day. Of course not. You know, you have to approach it reasonably and you have to like kind of work up to you know a three-hour workout if that's what you're trying to do oh dude yeah exactly because uh ben ben and i are like brothers so he's been with me long enough he's been with me through my accident in japan and he knows what a whiny little girl i am uh no offense to girls but i i do whine like you know like i'm a little girl and <laughs> So he knows, but I can tell you firsthand, I have to warm up quite a bit to get there. But once I do, I feel amazing. Uh, was it um, last Saturday? Um, we're, we're finally, I like to do shameless plugs. We're finally finishing Extreme Scream 3 after like 17 years of waiting. Uh, and it's been so long that I had all the files recorded and my partner redone some stuff. And it's actually better that I dumped everything and I re-recorded that. And I recorded another program, which I can't mention what the name of it is yet. But the fact is I was down here. Uh, speaking in my studio, screaming, doing vocal examples and everything for like six hours straight. And I walked away and I felt great. Why? Because I'm getting back into a consistent routine. That's what you have to do. You know, I'm not saying you have to do six hours straight, you know, uh, we're not prepping you for that, but most of you are, you're gigging musicians or you're recording for a couple hours. Well, just imagine if, uh, like Ben had said earlier to me, like, you know, it's great if you practice three or four days a week for uh, 50 minutes, but what if you did five days a week at 40 minutes, you stayed religiously to the same amount of time that you did. And so your body expected that and you finished it. Uh, you're going to be prepped. You're going to be ready. And one other thing I want to add is um, if it were me, I would do it really early in the morning. I mean, sometimes I know you can't, but you know, a lot of singers will be like, oh my God, I'm going to be on radio and I can't sing. Uh, I remember I was with Scott, my guitarist, Scott Stith, and we had to do some Led Zeppelin for a German TV show at like 7 a.m. in the morning. And they're like, you want to be able to do it? I'm like, well, yeah, because, uh, you know, I'm up five or six in the morning. I'm doing my warm ups on the way to the gym, whatever. So my voice is w uh, awake. You know, everyone's like, oh, you need a few hours to wake up your voice. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, get into a routine of, of warming up, at least warming up first thing in the morning and uh, getting your voice ready. Another one, uh, I know we need to end this podcast, but I like talking today. <laughs> so when we were recording uh, with Dallin Beck for the song Lisa, if you've heard it, it's not a high song. You know, it, the, the actual version that we're recording now is a little higher, but Scott wanted to tune way down. So he did his guitars on a Friday night. We woke up the next morning at seven, had breakfast, and Dallin looked at me and says, okay, well, what do you want to do for the next three or four hours? I said, well, I want to freaking record the vocals. He said, what? He said, well, you generally singers, they're not ready for me to record them to like 11 or 12. I'm like, why? And I knew the answer. He says, because they got to let their voices wake up. I said, let's get in there and do this. And that's the one thing Dan will say. He says, I can't believe you were able to record this before eight o'clock in the morning. This is crazy. That's, you know, it's just a fallacy. People hang on to 
things they hear on the internet or, you know, things a coach or a singer told them years ago. That is not true. If you want to be able to sing first thing in the morning, uh, what's the key? Consistency. Start doing your routine early. Start doing it five, six days a week. Yeah, the idea that, oh, you need to warm up your voice for, or you have to let your voice wake up for a few hours. That's just uh, misinformed and, and, and that's a lack of understanding. And honestly, that is a lot of the sort of quote unquote common knowledge around singing. And that's so that the idea that you need to wake up, you let your voice wake up for a few minutes, a few hours in the morning, that's almost like saying, oh, well, you know, whatever notes you have, that's what you have. And you can't really sing higher than that. And if you try to sing higher, you're going to hurt yourself. No, there's all this quote unquote, you know, common knowledge that people have around singing, but it's, it's wrong. It's yeah. just wrong. So Lord. like, don't get me started because <laughs> I'm so I'm so sick and tired of hearing this BS about your range is your range. I see this all the time. And you know what? Just shut up. It's wrong. This is your range. Quit trying to sing higher. You can't do it. Really? How long have I been teaching now? 23 years. And I've seen thousands of singers gain range. So it must be kind of true that you can't extend your range. We have to let go of this fallacy that you're stuck with the range that you're born with. You, you do have access. You can build your muscle and ex extend your range. There was a comment that I saw on the Facebook page and someone said something like, oh, don't try to sing higher. That's dangerous. Just stay within your limits. And uh, I, being the confrontational uh, guy that I am, I said, uh, yeah, no, that's wrong. Um, that's like telling someone, hey, you're, you weigh this much, but don't go try to lose weight because stay within your limits. And if you go try to lose weight, you're going to hurt yourself. Or, oh, you, it takes you 12, mi 12 minutes to run a mile, but that's what you were born with and that's what you have and that's what you're stuck with. And if you go try to run a nine-minute mile and train, you're just going to hurt yourself. Now, it's true you can hurt yourself if you do it with bad technique or you do it with bad form. That's um, right. But, I mean, if you do it properly and you understand technique, and you you know take care of your body and your voice then you can train to run really fast i remember the first mile i ever ran was probably around uh probably around eight minutes and my fastest mile i've ever run was five minutes um and like my my legs didn't break you know i didn't like my my knees didn't my kneecaps didn't pop out of my knees um going five and so i mean same with singing you can you can train yourself it your your body your, our bodies can be developed to just ridiculous degrees. Well, you know, Ben, you, you and I have a mutual student. He's a, he's a VVA member too. And when he found me years ago, he had been to several vocal coaches. I mean, quite a few. And a lot of them that I, I truly adore. And he was telling me one who shall remain named because this just totally blew my mind and changed my, my view of this person. Uh, this singer of ours said, I want to extend my range. And the guy said, hold up your hand for me. He said, now, do you see your pinky? I think it was your pinky. No, he said it was your ring finger and your middle finger. And you can see how one of you probably know who this is. Yeah. And he says, I want you to make your ring finger grow and make it the same length as your middle finger. And um, he said, the student said, well, I can't. He said, exactly. And you can't extend your range. That just blew my mind. I feel bad for the guy who paid money to hear that. I, I know.
I know. I mean, what's limited thinking? Uh, but you see it a lot. Yep. You see it a lot. And it's taught in schools and colleges. My first coach, she was the same way. You're stuck. This is it. Quit, quit even trying. Yeah, that's what my choir director told me. And I think there was a, a guy in the Facebook group. He actually he, he posted something. He said, oh, I wish I could show my choir teacher now who said that I would forever be stuck at F4. And today I just hit F5. Yes. Um, uh, that was in the Facebook group. And I was like, you should, you should call your choir director and <laughs> sing for, uh, for him or her. He's like, oh, if only I had the phone number. Um, I, had a, I had a student. He, he, called, he says, hey, I um, and kids, uh, I'm really against torrents and sharing music. I'm sorry. This is how I make my living. But this student said, hey, uh, one of my coaches, because I'm studying your book, Raise Your Voice, one of my coaches, I told her that you're a bass and you can sing so high. And she, she says, that's a lie. And so I, sh I gave her the password for your member section. And I said, dude, that's not even cool. You know, you, you don't do that. I said, but I will let it slide this time. It's just not something you should do. But she went and listened to the examples of like the sirens and other things. And she looked at him. She says, I, I, I don't understand it. That, that, that can't be his full voice, but it sounds like full voice, but there's no way it's full voice. And she ended by saying, well, this guy must have something different about his vocal cords. He's a freak of nature. And that's not true. There's nothing yeah. special about me. I'm no better than uh, any singer out there. By far, there's thousands of singers, 10 times better than me. But it's the fact that uh, this limited thinking, uh, it's, it's destroying voices. Yeah, rather than acknowledge that, oh, perhaps the way I view and teach voice is incorrect, they're just going to say, ah, oh, well, Jamie, he's just a freak of nature. Like, <laughs> no. Um, and actually, uh, I went and saw a voice therapist. I actually went to an ENT, and then I saw a voice therapist because um, I have some scarring on my vocal cords. Uh, and so she, sent, she asked me, give me some audio examples. Get, make me a CD of what this you want to be knew each other correct yeah this is before i actually met jamie uh she said give me a give me audio samples of what you want to be able to do with your voice so i actually went and got jamie i don't know if i told you this i went and got your siren examples from the raise your voice member section and i put it on the cd and i said i want to be able to do this <laughs> and she said uh oh wow that's very interesting but like she, she for her she has like a doctorate in vocal performance and vocal pedagogy or whatever and she just it did not compute you know she's like well I don't you know I don't really think you're going to be able to do this I'm like this guy has a lower voice than I do like <laughs> what um you know and so this this isn't intended to become a you know a, I'm not trying to like talk bad about any particular person or criticize any coaches or whatever but I mean, the point, the fact remains that a lot of people just have an incorrect understanding about how the voice works uh, and including people who are getting paid to teach voice. So uh, with that, I would hope that any of any singers who are listening, who, who are thinking that you either need to wake up your voice for a few hours before you sing, otherwise you're going to hurt yourself or, oh, you can't sing higher because you're going to hurt yourself. I would encourage you to question those ideas and see if you can learn how to train your voice early in the morning, extend your range safely, which is what Jamie teaches. And it all, it all comes back to what this podcast is about, consistency. You know, it, it's, it's not a magic pill. Um, and I'll have people, I'm very methodical teacher. 
And I, I see some that I'm like, wow, I wish I was like that because they're so brilliant on stage. And I love the way they teach. I have a lot of favorite teachers, Thomas Appel, Elizabeth. Elizabeth was magic with students to what she could do. But I'm very methodical because I'm like, it's like I'm, I, I'm, I'm a voice strengthening specialist like Liz was. And I'm like taking you to the gym. Okay. If you do push-ups and you do this many per day, I promise you, you will eventually get a bigger chest. As long as you do them with good form as long as you do them with good form. And I, and, and that's, man, that's the other thing because I see, and I'm like, wow, it's kind of funny. Cause I'll have students contact me and they're like, Oh my God, this, co this person, this person's using sirens and Hey singers, I, I didn't create sirens. You know where I got it from, from watching Jim, my coach, Jim Gillette do uh, in his video vocal power, he would do the slide from low to high into a scream. And I, I thought, wow, I could use that as an exercise. So I probably did. Uh, you know, in my era, as vocal coaching was getting more popular, come up with that idea and do it. And now I see so many people doing it. And I'm, ha I'm humbled. I'm glad, you know, I don't know. I'm glad you're doing it. But I also see so many doing it with bad form, you know, and yeah. changing the manipulating the sound and, you know, trying to morph the sound to, to, to bridge over something or whatever. And that, that's so unnecessary. So um, bottom line, consistency, make sure your voice feels good. Know that you can sing anytime. Hell, I've, I've had to travel to China and perform at two o'clock in the morning. So, which was really like 2 p.m. <laughs> You know, or else, so no wonder I could do it. You know, I was still on American time. But the point is, you can wake your voice up pretty quick. Uh, but only if you're consistent. I mean, you really got to stay consistent with this stuff. All right, cool. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. We have a lot of stuff in there. So hopefully everyone found that useful. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.